how are we doing? How are we doing? Good evening, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, wherever you're listening to this. Thank you for catching up on Replay, thank you for catching up on the podcast, I appreciate you. Welcome to episode 25 of the Always Better Than Yesterday interview sessions. So, I hope you've all had a good weekend, I'm just going to send a couple of invites just to get as many people in the conversation as we possibly can. And whilst I do that, feel free to talk amongst yourselves. Let me know how your weekend's been. Um, Let me know if you are winning. If this is the first ever Always Better Than Yesterday interview session you have ever watched. And I would love it if you drop me a little red love heart emoji in the comments. Let me appreciate you. Let me say thank you for, for, for coming and joining. And let me say hello. Uh, and if you are a returning Always Better Than Yesterday interview session watcher, as always, drop me a blue love heart emoji. Let me appreciate you. Let me give you a virtual fist pump. Um, and thank you as always, for taking some time out of your day to come watch and listen to this content. So if you are just joining, this is the first time that you've ever joined, as I uh, as I send some invites, the Always Better Than Yesterday interview sessions are all about understanding the habits and the mindset behind successful, inspiring people. Um, I love learning, I love connecting with, with people, I love understanding, you know, how other people think and how other people work and operate and what makes them what makes them tick. So I started this, um, uh, well, how long ago? Well, we're episode 25 now, so 25 weeks ago. And I've been fortunate and blessed to speak with some very, very uh, inspiring people. And episode 25, my friends, is no different. So there's lots of people on. I really appreciate you joining Lots of blue love heart emojis coming through, so I appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. Um, so yeah, I am um, about to bring on our guest. Episode twenty-five is with Nahala Summers. Now uh, I connected with Nahala following a um, interview session that we did a few weeks back with Amanda Thomas. Um, Nahala reached out, and um, I've been able to get to know her a little bit better through the We Are Always Better Than Yesterday community. And let me tell you. Um, she is one inspiring, incredible lady, and I am I'm really excited for this one. This is going to be a lot of fun, um, and I guarantee there will be something for you to learn, definitely something for you to take away. As I've said in the comments, if if this is adding you value, then I would love it if you, if you um, shared it. Not just shared it anywhere willy-nilly, share it with one person that you think it's going to make a big difference to, because that's what it's all about making a difference one interaction at a time um so i would love it if you would uh feel like you would like to share this content so i'm just going to post it on my page and then i am going to get going done right let's go make sure i bring on the right guest episode 25 amazing Maiden, hello. How are we? I'm very well, thank you. What a wonderful start. What a nice opening. Thank you. Thank, thank you, you very much. You must be so used to doing that, being a podcast host yourself. Well, yeah, not um, that you put it so much more eloquently than I probably do, and I faff oh, around a little behave. bit. Behave. <laughs> do me the honour of introducing your good self to our watchers and our listeners. 
So my name is Nahala Summers. I'm a transformative coach. Um, I do have a podcast, as you mm. mentioned, a very um, unusual podcast. It's called Our Lives, and it talks to people who have a terminal illness. Mm. And we don't really talk about their illness per se. We touch on that, but we talk about their lives yeah. and, again, their mindset, really, um, and what makes them so inspiring because they are so inspiring, the guests. Um, so, yeah, my my big thing is is uh, around kindness. So I have yep. a course called Sunshine People. And, um, yeah, it's I do something every year, a little bit crazy. So I cycled across America this year. Yep. And um, I can talk more about that. Definitely. And, um, <laughs> and uh, it's basically asking people to go out and do an act of kindness for a stranger rather than donate money um, mm. to a charity. So something quite unusual. And um, obviously, I do my coaching and workshops, and um, I'm very based on emotional intelligence, uh, a lot of my workshops. So it's based on the youth of today um, and giving them the foundations and the emotional support. Mm. So, yeah. That's amazing. I, I checked out your last, um, your last podcast, actually, and the lady you had on, uh, I think she was originally from Finland. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Wow. What a story that was. Yeah, amazing. Uh, uh, astonishing when somebody shares that and is totally vulnerable and mm. open to um, sharing, really. Yeah. You know, she shared some really vulnerable and open stories. And, you know, I, I think at times I, ju I was just so <laughs> flabbergasted. Yeah. I, it was difficult to come back with a suitable answer for it really and suitable powerful. questions yeah so powerful. and that's just the power of connecting with people isn't it and, and being mm. able to share stories so inspiring and um let me let me hear a bit about your story tell me let's go back a bit tell me about your story where does all this that you do now come from right so i <laughs> i actually come from a very cautious family my parents are quite cautious really mm. it's fear of drought when the well is full a brilliant <laughs> saying um yeah. and that kind of oh you you have to be working for somebody and yeah. when you're doing your nine to five that's okay um always work for somebody else because yeah. that's security someone else um, is carrying the risk that's right and and do something that we understand because when we there's always a fear when somebody doesn't understand something mm. and that's where mostly our fear comes from the unknown um so i spent 14 years in the corporate world and then made the change um I, my partner passed away suddenly and i that was really the catalyst for the change that started mm. to happen in my life and I realized I wasn't really living by my values at all in my yeah. work life. And while I did my work and mm. um, it wasn't making me desperately unhappy, it wasn't fulfilling me. It wasn't mm. giving me everything that I wanted to achieve in life. So I did a number of different things. I traveled around the world. I wrote a book. I became a coach. I mm. started fostering. I volunteered. I did <laughs> a thousand things, really. Um, and I found myself, while I had always been a yes person, I found myself saying yes so much more mm. um, to the opportunities that were coming along to me, really. So, yeah. yeah. I mean... You've touched on it briefly there, but 
mean, what 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 lessons did you take from you know your partner passing so suddenly? Like that must be such a pivotal moment in your your life and your journey. And what what have you? I mean, I, I guess you can look back at it now. What what did that teach you? What did that give you? Um. It gave me the ability to work through any problem. Mm. So there's a, things happen and then there's disappointment or there's sadness. And it's allowing myself to feel that mm. and to know that that's okay. Because so often we say, oh, we're not meant to feel sad. We're not meant mm. to um, embrace the emotion of something we're not meant to understand or investigate our fear of things and what I did throughout that was embrace all of that yeah um the the disappointment of um not spending my life with the person I had planned to spend my life with Mm. um all of those things have made me go it's okay to feel sad it's okay to feel fear it's just not okay to stay there. Mm. And there's, there's the difference, really. How long did um, you stay there? Ooh, I stayed there three months, yeah. deep, in a very, very deep, isolated, the doors were shut, the mm. grief was there, and I rarely moved and barely existed. Mm. And it was, it, it was a very dark time, but three months is much less than what some people spend find themselves in what Um, brought you out of it what what brought the three months to an end it was um it was the choice between life or death Mm. because at the time i had to make a decision to either carry on in that situation which would only kill me yeah or to make a choice to live and and I, I had the respect in my partner that I wasn't going to do that. Mm. And um, all the things that he would have wanted to do, I've been making my way through. And all the yeah. things that I do with regards to kindness are in his memory. And, mm. um, yeah, it was, it was do or die, really. Yeah, is that powerful. something you had to find for yourself or is that something that, you know, someone else helped you through no I had to find that for myself there Mm. were some incidents that happened with regards to kindness which is why kindness is is kind of features throughout everything it featured for me and my partner in many ways and we had lots of jokes about uh, I got good karma today (laughs) Um, but and so it always featured within our life but yeah I met a stranger who was um, on the beach and he just alleviated me from my sadness for kind of five, 10 minutes, just having Mm. a conversation with me. And I realized the power in people and the power in conversations and the power that we can do with the smallest of things. We can make a small Mm. impact, small thing that we can do makes a huge impact. So there were things that happened like that, that planted seeds. And, And then I found a book um around souls and and what i believe in um and i there were a number of things that happened throughout that grieving process in that three months that allowed me to um find a way out really 
Yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay, let's talk about um, what came first then. You talk about all the things you've done since, the thousand things you've done since. What was, what was the first thing? The first thing I did was climb Kilimanjaro, actually. Yeah. So um, Lost Paul in the March and I climbed it in the November. Mm. Yeah. And I climbed it for money, actually. And I tell you what, I would have given... I would have given up but nearly on the last day. Yeah. I just thought, oh, the money is just not enough. The money isn't enough. I just don't care. <laughs> and um, so it's terrible to say that now, doesn't it? Everyone knows the truth. But um, when I was cycling across America and people were sponsoring me kindness, that while there were moments that it was hugely dangerous mm -hmm. and, and, um, and it would have been very easy for me to have been killed on those roads. Mm. There was, and I said, there were so many times that I said, I, I can't do this. Yeah. I'll go back to Kant in a minute. I knew inside of myself that I was going to be doing it. Mm -hmm. Like there was nothing that was going to stop me from doing that because too many people were watching who were, being kinder because I was cycling across America yeah and that it was it was worth more than the money ever was so yeah mm. Kilimanjaro was the first was the first thing what did that um experience give you it gave me a stepping stone to go, going through the process of grief and and um and finding a way out of that um sadness i talk about the big dream small actions mm -hmm. you know where when we and it's all around the setting the goals but i always have the big dreams and people go Re you you're gonna do that really you're gonna do that and i say yeah i am and it's mm. just by doing the small actions. Mm. And, you know, Kilimanjaro was really just one of the small actions to get me to the, to the place that I am now, really. Mm. What was it about the, um, the kindness that kept you going? It just felt more. Mm -hmm. It was impacting somebody more. I could feel the impact that I was having on people. Mm. You know, you can ask somebody to donate 10 pounds and mm -hmm. you can, and please, I'm not criticizing anything around sponsored events because mm -hmm. I still do that. But, you know, I, I had, um, there was 14,000 pounds raised for, for me climbing Kilimanjaro. It was no small amount of mm. money. But I never understood where that would impact. I didn't know who it would impact, how it would impact. Yeah. But people were telling me the stories as I was going along. And people, it, it, that was too big, really. Because when you impact just one person mm -hmm. and you make a difference to one person, then that's really, that's enough. Because the ripples just go on and you don't mm -hmm. know where those ripples go. Sometimes it's okay with not knowing. You know, you just have to trust the change, really. Yeah. Why mm. kindness? Mm. I think we are becoming further and further away from each other. Social media brings us away from each other. And I'm not saying that social media should stop because I don't think it should. I think mm -hmm. it's a wonderful tool and I think it mm -hmm. connects us more. And when I've traveled the world, social media keeps me um, connected. 
But I think there are lots of people that are using our telephones and our social media to hide behind rather than being able to embrace human connection. Of course, everything Mm. to do with kindness is human connection. It's about going Mm. out there and helping the neighbor and, Mm. you know, and just helping somebody on the street and smiling at somebody because it can be as small as smiling at somebody that you've given a kindness um, uh, you know, I have a thousand stories of uh, smiles that have made me feel better when I haven't felt great. So, yeah. um, kindness is, is so important to where we are right now, mm-hmm. um, as a country, as a nation, mm-hmm. as, you know, all the things that are going on. We live in the greatest world now, you know, mm-hmm. we're fixing so many things, mortality rates, you know, there's so many things the way we live in such a better world yeah. now. But human connection is on the decline. And so therefore, I think kindness mm-hmm. should really be a conversational point, because it's all a bit soft and namby-pamby. And I know people go, oh, kindness. <laughs> <laughs> But it's it's one of those topics that needs to be brought up. Mm. We should be having the conversation around kindness and stop having the conversation about bullying. Mm. Because when we talk about yes. kindness, we don't need to talk about bullying anymore, yeah. for example. Yeah. And stand bullying for something is the... rather than stand against something. Yes, that's mm. right. You know, we we do the negative so often, yeah. don't we? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I, you know, in terms of can't, for example, I had an art teacher when I was nine years old, obviously not that long ago. Um, <laughs> and, um, and, she, and I said, I can't do this. Now, I still remember this the one thing that I really still sticks with me. I can't do this. She said, no such word as can't. And I said, yes, there is. And I, she said, look it up in the dictionary and you won't find it. Mm. And that has always stuck with me and while sometimes I use the word can't I don't actually believe it in the core of me I believe that I can do everything if I say I can't then I probably won't because you're not Mm. going to have a go at it so yeah yeah. my favorite um, one of my favorite quotes of all time is the Henry Ford quote whether you think you can or you think you can't you're probably right (laughs) yes exactly yes yeah so we all we all get a bit busy we're we're naturally human and we we don't always feel positive optimistic or kind all the time what brings you back to kindness um i think i have over a period of time worked on my emotional awareness mm. and i'm very self-aware to bring myself back to it because because yeah. I don't always feel kind because sometimes I just feel like oh I'm, I just want to be grumpy yes like I really just <laughs> yeah. I want to be grumpy that's my yeah. happy place because it's easy to be negative and mm-hmm. it's easy to be sad about things mm-hmm. um but it's just a mindset that brings me back on my self-awareness how would I feel if I behave like this to that person or Mm. I receive that from this person you know and I look at that that dialogue between the two people um and Mm. then therefore allows me to do that 
you know, when I'm out, I just think of kindness first, really, because I've embedded it as one of my key values. Mm. It's so important to me. Um, so it just it's it just like pops up all the time, really, yeah. and reminds me when I feel grumpy. No, you need to smile at that person you've just walked past. Mm. Do you work <laughs> a lot with um, values in your coaching? Yes, I do. Even with so I'm working with the um, young children at, mm -hmm. at schools at the moment and we're doing values work. It's really interesting. It's really interesting because they bring up family as mm -hmm. a value, as a key mm -hmm. value. And so many of them do. And it's so interesting because I'd love to see in 10 years when they start to say, actually, it's human connection that's more important mm -hmm. to me because mm -hmm. the the our our emotional knowledge about things and our learnings brings us to something more complex. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's fascinating. Um, and then of course with the adults, you know, the values thing brings you back because you go, ah, I see why I'm not connecting with that person because we're working with completely different values. Mm. So let's just try and bring that back and let's try and understand a bit more. Mm. Um, so yeah, values is really, really important for me. So for those people that are kind of um, checking in and, and learning from this, how would, um, or they might be thinking, how might I get clear on my own values? What advice would you, would you give them? Um, I, I would spend some time looking at some activities that you can do to develop your mm -hmm. values rather than, because if you go in and you just go, well, my values are X, Y, and Z, <laughs> mm -hmm. um, it doesn't necessarily challenge because actually there could be some deeper values. So there are lots of activities that you can do um, that work through that. And that's would be yeah. my advice with regards to that. And, mm. and really make sure that you spend the time doing it and doing the exercises, because if you just go, Oh yeah, it's this, 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 mm. then it, then you may be just working down the wrong path and what you'll do is you'll find yourself in a job with those values and then you're like, oh, I'm not really very happy and I don't understand why. Well, it's because mm. it's not matching your values, the work that you're doing. So, yeah, it's yeah, interesting it's in my kind of learning around values. And I was um, I was reading about this concept that we've got like away from values and towards values. And, mm. you know, the away from values is just thinking about what are the things that really irk you? What are the things that really annoy you? And like when you talked about just the small, simple things, like it really, really annoys me when people don't hold the door open for me or <laughs> if I hold the door open for them and they don't even say thank you. And I just think, so I spent some time thinking, where is, what is the value for that? And for me, it's, it is kindness, you know, it, yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, uh, it, it's so, it's, it's free, you know, why wouldn't you share it? Yeah. And that's the thing with values as well. Somebody else may call that respect and yeah. it's what feels bigger for you. And that's why investigating exactly what mm. your values are mm. is really important because you can be grouping them differently to, you mm. know, Joe Bloggs next door to yeah. you. So it's yeah, interesting when you when you say that about when it, when it first came up, I was like, is it recognition? Is it am I seeking recognition? Because it, it doesn't feel like I am. But is that what it means? And I was like, oh, no, it's just a simple act of kindness, you know, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, the desire to have other people to be kind and you have that expectation to say, well, you know, I'm doing this. I, I want everybody else to. And, you know, how much better the world would be mm -hmm. um, if we were all a little bit more mindful about kindness. Yeah. yeah. So tell us a little bit about Sunshine People. Where did that come from? 
Well, it started, um, myself and my partner had an ongoing joke around good karma. So he would do things and he would call me up and say, oh, I did X, Y, and Z. I, I definitely got good karma because it was always what I believed. You know, you, yeah. you get back what you put out there. Um, so kindness was always a big thing. When After I raised the large amount of money um, for the charity, um, they couldn't explain to me where the money had gone. Mm. And, and I thought, I don't know whether I want his memory mm. to be about this. Mm. Um, and then, of course, the incident had happened quite early on, deep in my grief around the act of kindness that had planted the seed. Yep. And on really, the beach. On the beach, yeah. Mm -hmm. And... Um, and then Sunshine People was born and I thought, no, I, I, I want to do something mm. because and what I talk about is that, you know, while um, I lost him and I would have him back every day, it he I, I have to respect him because he did. He mm. made me a better person when he was alive and he made me an even better person after he passed away. And so I hmm. wanted to do something, really. And help, um, help put this into yeah. context. Um, how old was he, if you don't mind me asking? Forty four. Mm. Mm. Yeah. For me, it was a massive that was part of the massive change because mm. I suddenly then understood my own mortality. Yeah. I knew that I, my life could end quite quickly mm -hmm. and being at the lowest of the low in those first three months of grief, um, what it made me do was live so much better and mm. smarter and think, God, you know, I, I want to make the most of this. Mm. And I don't want to get to the end of the days and think, God, I, I wasted time. Mm. You know, I still, you know, spend a day watching Netflix every so often and, <laughs> <laughs> and do all of those things. But, but I don't waste time in thinking, oh, I'd like to do that one day. Mm. I just think, yeah, I'm going to do that. Absolutely. So how can people adapt your mindset without having to suffer such loss how can people learn from your experiences and what sort of things do you you know say to yourself you know how do you how do you think and how do you move forward so so often i think to myself and i use this as <laughs> as a coaching tool as well mm. you know i say to people if you were going to stay in this if you if you only had a year to live mm. would you stay in that job would you mm. be happy with the people that you're working with? Um, will you be happy? You know, would, you, would, would it make you happy? And their answer mm. most of the time is, no, I, I don't want to. I wouldn't yeah. want to do that. Yeah. That's a really important question. It's really simple. Would I be happy if I was doing this and I was told I only had a year to live because currently mm. i'd be really happy with the life that i'm living now if i only yeah. had a year i just my trajectory would be exactly the same mm -hmm. um so that's a huge one and i actually do an exercise within one of my workshops that's basically taking you to the end of your life and then looking back at all the things that you've done mm. because it starts to allow you to say what are the things that I really want to do? Mm. What will I regret if I haven't done them? 
um, and start listing those out. Mm. Mm. Wow. So let's talk a little bit about um, the work that you're doing in schools. So you're leading on emotional intelligence within schools. Yeah, it's why amazing. Is, yeah, why, uh, it does sound awesome. And um, why, why is that important to you? When, see, when I, was, when I was younger, we didn't have anything like that. And mm-hmm. I would say that I was probably not very emotionally intelligent. Mm-hmm. Far from it. Very um, quick to have emotions. Very oversensitive. Um, and... I worked on training my brain. That's, mm. that's all I talk about to the kids, really. Imagine yourself in a situation where you're hanging from a cliff, but you don't have the muscles to pull yourself up, mm-hmm. which I wouldn't because my arms are very weak. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and you're hanging from the cliff. And think of your brain in very much the same situation. You know, to gain physical strength, you mm-hmm. go to the gym, you work out, you feed yourself protein, you, yeah. you do a number of things. And yeah. what, what we don't teach our kids to look at is, well, you need to be doing the same for your brain, actually. Yeah. So you need to be working it out, thinking about um, what you can be doing. So all of those wonderful things, CBT, mm. mindfulness, emotional intelligence, lots of, lots of exercises that you need to be doing for your brain and yeah. also what you feed it. Mm-hmm. If you spend 12 hours a day watching, I don't know, something on i don't want to in case somebody watches it all the time but you know watches something then i don't know sons of anarchy i when i watched that box set i literally came off thinking that i was going to walk out the front door and you know have a biker boyfriend sat outside you know you kind of get so engrossed in it you're like you're you're suddenly in there aren't you even i fell in love with jack's teller a little bit (laughs) i mean let's be honest um so you you kind of go so so into that you're Mm -hmm. feeding your brain something Mm. and not being mindful of that and not teaching our children to be mindful of that is criminal in my Mm. opinion we should be looking at their emotional intelligence before we even work on um anything that we try to teach them Mm. if for example you know their parents have just got divorced Mm -hmm. all that's going on in their brain is I wonder how they're feeling. I don't feel very good about myself. Maybe it was something that I said. Do I remember Mm. that conversation back then? They're in school trying to learn Mm. at the same time, rather than us giving them the tools to manage their emotional responses, have open and honest conversations to their parents. That Mm. then helps them to go into school and go, yeah, I feel a bit lighter and clearer about this and I can now take in some information. Mm. Wow, powerful. It's what age? From, what age? What school age? Well, I just um, I've been doing fifteen to sixteen year olds, mm. um, and just doing uh, twelve to fourteen year olds as well yeah. now. Um, it's it will be my life's work as far mm-hmm. as I'm concerned about proving and evidencing the need to bring coaches doing emotional intelligence in schools, supporting mm. teachers, supporting kids, mm. you know, allowing teachers to be able to do their work mm. um, and, and be supported, mm. really. It's, I just think it's hugely, it's hugely important. And 
yeah. there's a TEDx there somewhere, isn't there? There is, which I've, uh, which I'm just waiting to find out if I've got an interview for. Actually, we yeah. shall see. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. I'd love to. I'd love to. I'd love to hear it. I'd love to see it. Actually, I'll be honest, I'll, I'll love to be there yeah. cheering you on. But um, that's that's amazing. I love that. And you know, what would you? What advice would you give to your 15-year-old self? Oh, oh, that's, yeah. It would be to read Emotional Intelligence by Daniel Goleman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That was a cop-out, but I can see the link. <laughs> it would be absolutely, um, mm -hmm. you know, it would be that. And embracing the change. Yeah. You know, I... I do that now. I understand it better now. Um, but embracing the change for me is um, is really important. You can't quite yeah. see it, but it is on there behind me. Is there? It, yeah, is there? So it's a double one. I've got um, I've got emotional intelligence. It's a double uh, mixed with uh, emotional intelligence at work as well. Oh no. <laughs> But thanks for the advice. I might get around to reading it one day. <laughs> At the moment, it's, it's shelf development. <laughs> it's brilliant. My Absolutely jokes don't brilliant. get any better than that, I'm afraid. <laughs> okay, so you know, obviously know my coaching business is called Always Better Than Yesterday. Mm -hmm. I'm curious to know what Always Better Than Yesterday means to you. Yeah, Always Better Than Yesterday is um, the desire to change yourself and support other people along the way really and I and I know we talk about it so much you know when we get stronger and mm. we get better we can then keep helping people and, mm. and supporting people and planting yeah. seeds because sometimes as a coach you can make immediate changes but you're planting seeds in many mm. ways for them to then grow and um, over a long period of time, you're giving them the tools. So always better than yesterday is not only for myself in terms of gaining mm -hmm. more knowledge. You know, I'm big on audiobooks. I'm big on information. Mm. Um, and but then it's also making sure that I pass it on. Really, yeah, so that's my that. better what, than yesterday. What are some of the ways in which you're always better than yesterday? Then oh, you just well, talked about audiobooks. What else? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, I'm I'm big believer in audiobooks, mm -hmm. um, and it's it, it's the big dream, small actions, really. Mm -hmm. I'm constantly going, what next? Yeah, what am I going to do next? Um, so you have to be doing something to achieve anything. What we often forget is that, oh, actually, I'm not doing, I'm just thinking about it, mm -hmm. but I'm not actually doing it. Or I'm coming up with excuses, oh, well, I can't do that right now. Or, oh, well, I'm, you know, I haven't got quite enough money to do that right now. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when I challenge people and say, well, what about a different way of doing it? We actually find a solution to mm. it. Um, so, yeah, mm. that would be the, the better than yesterday, really, finding that solution all the time and working through things and, you know, doing something. It's yeah. just doing something every day. Small yeah. actions gets you there. Love that. Oh, I could talk to you all evening. I could talk <laughs> to you all evening. So how can our watchers and listeners find out more about you? How can they connect with you? How can they find more of your content? 
Yeah, so um, oh, I'm all over the place, really. <laughs> it's hard not to miss me. But if you Google me, um, yeah. there's uh, there's lots of things on there, kind of videos and stuff. You know, I love chatting with people. Um, you know, give me a shout, and mm. I quite happily have a call, and you know that sort of thing. So you can find mm. me on nahalasummers.com is my website. And the wonderful sunshinepeople.org.uk, you know, come and visit me there. It's on all the social media and uh, yeah. just come and say, hey, you know, I don't think we communicate enough. And um, yeah, I'd love to hear from people that are interested in it. Definitely. Definitely. Love that a lot. So would you like to leave people with a final thought from Nahala Summers? <laughs> um. I've, I've said so much really already mm -hmm. um but for me it would be about um yeah you have to be doing something to achieve anything so just start yeah. really start yeah. doing and then you will get there um don't keep saying oh I, I will do that oh I will do that because you have that bit of fear you yeah. say oh I don't want to put myself out there because I'm fearful that there's going to be some rejection you just have to start doing it mm. because you know it will never happen otherwise amazing can I just say thank you so much for your time this evening I've really really enjoyed getting to know you a bit better knowing a little bit more about your story I'm sure there was more and more and more we could be talking about um but I've, I've really enjoyed it i'm absolutely convinced there'll be something within what we've talked about that will be of massive value to people so guys and girls if you're if you're watching and listening you've been inspired then please do uh, reach out connect with nahala directly let her know you know let pa pass that kindness forward let her know if she's inspired you this evening let her know what's resonated with you most and, and maybe what small actions you're going to take as a result of this life. Um, that would be really, really great for us to know that it's, it's been passed forward and made a difference. Um, and yeah, if, if you would be willing to do that, share this live with the one person that you feel that needs to see it or hear it. Um, and, and, but from me, thank you so much for, for you for joining me. And thank you for everyone that's joined, watched, listened. I appreciate you. I hope you have a wonderful week. Uh, and I look forward to connecting again soon. Thanks so much. Thanks. Take care now. Bye.